Hello and welcome to Talking Schmidt. I'm your host, Eric Schmidt. And I am Greg Burmeister. And we have, I think it might be the best show of all, the best podcast of all time today. Absolutely. Right? We I, got I agree. a fantastic guest. Unreal. Can't believe we got him. I mean, I'd venture to call him a friend. Likewise. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been on his podcast, as yeah, have you. Yeah, I've been on his podcast, too. We got a whole podcast thing going today, but uh, pretty excited to have him. He's a terrific young. Uh, well, he's maybe not young, but he's uh, well, he's like he's medium, right? You know, yeah. he's not like middle aged, but he's he's probably not. He's young. a regular boy. Yeah. If I had to guess, he's probably 30 something. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe 40. But I don't know. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. We could ask him. Yeah, let's we, ask him. No, <laughs> we'll probably forget. Anyway, terrific guest. Uh, he talk, His name is Kevin McCaffrey, by the way. Just What if I just never said his name? <laughs> we're off to a good start. Uh, his, uh, we talk about, uh, we're going to talk about some basketball. He played hoops in high school, uh, which is what I call them, uh, the game of baskets. Uh, and then he uh, has, he's related. This is fun. He's, uh, he's uh, cousins with... Uh, a former vice president. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, stay tuned. Uh, and if you're not, I guess, you know, listen to well, maybe listen to something else. I don't know. Yeah. Um, click stop now. Yeah. Click stop. Get out of here if you're not into former vice presidents. Uh, anywho, uh, that's a good setup. Let's get into it. So uh, you uh, you're from Indiana originally, right? Well, kind of, sort of. So I am. Uh, I was born in Chicago, grew up mostly around there, and okay. then went to college in Indiana, and then I had some family in Indiana. Okay. Um, so a lot of Indiana like roots, but Chicago, what yeah. what Chicago like what suburb or were you from proper? I was born in proper, and then slowly moved uh, outward from there. Uh, so Oak Park at first, and then uh, and then I lived. In New York for a little bit, on Long oh, Island. Wow. Long Island from three Whoa. to eight. Whoa! And then sneak New Yorker. <laughs> sneak, yeah. My da <laughs> my dad's whole side is all uh, Long Island folks. So uh, from like three to eight, and then my parents got divorced, moved back to Chicago, and then so Hinsdale, Clarendon Hills. It's like a half hour west of uh, of Chicago is where I like grew up. Mostly. Cool. You go to high school there too, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Hinsdale Central okay. uh, was the was the high school. It was like an extraordinarily rich suburb that my mom specifically moved us there for like the school stuff because it was like a top couple public school in America. It was like extremely extremely wealthy area we were like legit the poorest people <laughs> like we lived because my mom it was like single mom special ed teacher and like my in my prom picture like the girl's next door neighbor was frank thomas of the white Sox. Wow. like bo jackson was Ooh. there you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like and then like people who were just like rich for rich people reasons you know yeah, besides yeah. being like famous athletes <laughs> uh but yeah we lived in like over the course of nine years we lived in four houses because we kept like moving somewhere and then it would be like the last small house then they'd tear it down we'd have to run away uh <laughs> you know so we we moved like every two years but um yeah, it was like uh, so we're just the, the poor kids in yeah. like the wealthiest neighborhood. Did you play sports in high school? Mm -hmm. or? Yeah, I played. Uh, I played uh, basketball, football. Mainly basketball was like my main, uh, 
was my main love and the thing I was like actually good at. Basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Greg played in high school. Yeah, too. yeah. I played basketball? Yep, all the way through high yeah, school. Yeah, basketball is my jam. A couple of point guards, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So definitely the smallest guy. <laughs> yeah. We should go play sometime. Greg plays dirty though. He plays like uh, like globetrotter shit. He does like the fake like throw the ball. Some yeah. and one tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm into that. It's fun to be on his team. It's also fun if you're not on his team. Yeah. I find myself rooting for him. <laughs> sure. I'm like, I it's just a spectacle to watch him play. My, yeah. my favorite movie growing up was The Pistol: Birth of a Legend. Uh, Pistol Pete. Yep. Yeah, Pete Maravich. Yeah. So I like I I learned a lot of tricks by watching that movie, and I'd practice them out in the oh, driveway. He was what a truly ahead of his time dude. Where it's just like everything was fancy, needlessly fancy. He was yeah. chaotic as a man. It yeah. seemed like he could put up like forty plus a game in college without a three point line. Yeah, yeah he averaged yeah. like forty four points. Yeah, my knowledge of him is because my dad would make me watch like anything about him when it was on ESPN. He's like, you got to watch this. This is very good, like white dudes families who are into basketball. It's right, like right. Very, uh, don't look at these other dudes. Pistol Pete's here. You can be Pistol Pete. Yeah, you could. And he, he sort of played Steph Curry esque a little bit. Yeah, you know, like yeah. dominant, like very like smooth. And, yeah. yeah. So you uh, you were a jock. Right. Yeah, kind of. Okay. A little bit. I, I think. Yeah. I, I, I. You would definitely say. I. I've described it before, where it's like you know how some people like there. There are people whose personality type in high school is like football player, and right. then there's people who play football right. or play basketball. Right. And I think I was probably more that. But yeah, like sports was. I was. That was the main focus of my life until I had. Uh, a bunch of concussions. And, like, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I had seven. And uh, I'd, have you murdered anyone too? Or I no? mean, I legit can't say. <laughs> like, I have, I have basically no short-term memory. Uh, but yeah, my, I had like uh, two in football, five in basketball. Is that tough? Like performing stand-up comedy with no memory? Well, as you guys know from like <laughs> being ar around me and just hearing me talk, like most of the stuff. I do in stand-up is just stuff that like legit happened right, right, or right. it's just like saying how I, I don't really play a character I say right, it's right. just me talking about like my actual thoughts about things right, right, right. so I think that makes it you, there's not as much to like memorize you right, know? Right. it's just yeah. like these are my feelings <laughs> if those they, are just the only things you can remember yes. <laughs> you're saying them on stage yeah basically you're yeah. just a natural storyteller <laughs> right. yeah right. I, have, I have 20 minutes worth of memory and that's all you're getting yeah. that's, it, everyone gets it exactly it's, my stand up is just like a movie's expository uh, it's like the exposition at the beginning it's like this, I need to tell you guys this so I remember this happened <laughs> Help me. That's uh, all it is. Very therapeutic. Yeah. But. My wife has said uh, that I feel like this is, uh, you know, she's, you guys know her and she's, yeah. a, she's a writer and mm -hmm, stuff. Right. And this is a very poetic and I think accurate way to put it where she says, if she ever murdered someone and needed to hide the weapon, she would just give it to me to keep. She'd <laughs> <laughs> just be like, hold on to this, Kevin. It would disappear. There'd be no tracing it. Like you couldn't, I couldn't be interrogated into it. because just accidentally exist. throw it yeah, away. You legitimately would not know. Where Absolutely not. No, I can't solve crimes that I commit. So it's like, yeah. I th and it's, it's, you know, I'm sure there's, because, you know, seven concussions by 99 was, was like before concussions were cool, kind of, you yeah. know? <laughs> and most of them were in basketball, too. Yeah, that's, that's wow, interesting. That... Was it from, like, elbows to the head or, like, falling on the floor? Elbow to the head, knee to the head, getting undercut. Uh, the final one was I had gotten to the point where I could, like, kind of sort of dunk like i could like you know drop the ball over the rim grab the rim on the way down but it wasn't exactly like a clean yeah, like a right. steph curry dunk yes exactly <laughs> yeah steph curry asked and i was on a breakaway in a summer league game and i was like what 
deciding like, all right, should I try to dunk this or lay it in, whatever. And uh, I sort of, I know it rattled around. And then when I landed, the guy who was like chasing me sort of pushed me in the back. It was a summer league game. We were playing in a field house. So it's like the indoor tracks around there. And I just went like head first into the wall. And I like one of the two times I was like legit smelling salted afterwards. Wow. And then I was out for the rest of uh, that summer league. And they were like, you have to stop doing this now because you'll die and you're a liability and you know i had a concussion playing basketball but it was in fourth grade and it was uh i was playing outside with my friend and they had like a split level driveway it, like dropped like five feet into the next driveway <laughs> it's real x games I, basketball yeah, yeah i did like yeah. a fade away and faded a little too far away and um, then, like hit like laying it back of my head first was like knocked out for like the rest I was in and out of consciousness like the rest of the day. You know, they put me through the CAT scan. I kept waking up and barfing. Oof. And my mom's like, what's your name? And I have no idea what's going on because I don't know what happened. Right. You know? And I'm just like, why do I keep waking up, throwing up? And why is my mom asking me what my name it's is? Extremely it's extremely unsettling. Yeah, it's yeah. the most confusing yeah. thing. Do you not know mom? Right, right. Like, yeah. Are you suffering from something? Yeah. What am I suffering yeah. from? I have a barf problem. This I know. I, All I can do yeah. is wake up and barf. Yeah. And then I woke up in the morning and they like explained to me what happened it was uh yeah it was it was nuts man basketball concussions are, are a real thing yeah i mean you know, mine's a little more unique than yours though <laughs> it was yeah it was a little more yeah the split level basketball is you don't see a lot of courts like that outside of rock and jock uh, <laughs> oh, man. man like i'm so sad that rock and jack's gone like growing up i think like i'm a little older than you guys i think and like i that I felt confident that if playing in the NBA didn't work out, I could at least be like right. the Duchovny at Rock and Jock. Yeah. I was like, I can, yeah. I'm going to dominate the Rock and Jock game. Hopefully, once I'm a success in I'll the beat other the thing. shit out of Aaron Carter. For oh sure. my god, absolutely! I'll, I'll play, make a thirty pointer. Yeah, I'll drop a thirty on Aaron's ass. They had the yeah. baseball one too, right? They did it. Yeah, they definitely had a baseball one. The basketball one's the main one I remember, but they right. they for sure did. A, they probably did like most of the sports, I would think. But yeah, baseball or like softball. Kind there were of some thing. celebrities that I only knew from that. Like oh, I, yeah. I had no idea where they came from. I think that's how I knew Mark Wahlberg. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like I didn't know him. Oh, from the Rock and Jack guy. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah, that guy's jacked. I don't know where he's from, but yeah. Bill Bellamy, love that dude. Bill Bellamy, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Bellamy was a uh, was a big time Rock and Jack guy. So <laughs> we started uh, last week, and if you if you have time today to do it, we'd love to have you do it. But the uh, we started a public access. Um, countdown music video countdown show oh yeah and we yeah. just record on a green screen and have like we have like the trl background behind us oh, and i'm beautiful. too tall for the green screen <laughs> so i have to be seated so greg standing next to me is the other vj oh it's a hoot so and it's a it's in a square frame like, <laughs> yeah, like the old tv old oh, that's wait so you had you had all those concussions before the year 2000 yeah so the last i never played sports beyond summer league junior year so yeah okay that, that was that was the end of that and then um i started like doing a radio show in high school and i was like you know obsessed with that it was like yeah. a talk comedy show so really, like, yeah. yeah yeah so you got into did you start performing in high school or yeah i mean i guess like if we're counting the radio thing okay yeah, then yeah i did that and i was obsessed with it like that's all i was doing myself and my best friend at the time this guy named carl uh who, who's a pretty wild character and shout um, out to carl carl summers he my man <laughs> went to he he was like still like maybe the naturally funniest person i've ever met also was like a natural freak athlete like we played wow. basketball together he was like dunking in eighth grade like he, he's wow. just a absolute monster and 
uh, super funny. And uh, he ended up like, I know he ended he ended up going to like rich kid rehab at one point and had like an amazing story where uh, it was like the 28 day program. And after like you have a roommate and then I guess, you know, whenever their 28 days are up, they leave and, and fresh swap meat. them out. Yeah, comes in. <laughs> and so on his last day, Nikki six came in. So what? he like, so he roomed with Nikki six for no like way. one day in rehab. Wow. And During Nikki's heroin. Yeah. Rehab. this I mean, I could like, it was, this had to be a one or a two, something like that. And like he had just, I think, been caught cheating on Donna Dierico and did a bunch of blow and then freaked out. And uh, this is allegedly, we'll say, classic but, like, Mulaney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real <laughs> Nikki Six John Mulaney uh, hybrid. Yeah, basically the same person. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you ever seen them together? Ooh, oh, the internet yeah. conspiracies, guys. Yeah, there you go. Get, get on it, Q. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but he uh, and he, he apparently it was very nice. And he was like telling stories, rock and roll stories to Carl. And he kept being like, so this guy I know and whatever. And Carl was like, man, I know it's Tommy Lee. Like, <laughs> say, just say it's Tommy Lee. Stop doing this guy I know. He's like, yeah, he was a drummer. And it's like, yeah, I know. Like, I know who you're talking about. Tales of old Hollywood with Nikki Six. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So me and me and Carl, like, got really into just doing this this radio show. And that was sort of like the opening of performing in that way, I guess. Cool. That's And you did a, a really funny late night style TV show show in college yeah that was that that's still like maybe the thing overall i'm like proudest about Mm -hmm. in my life i think (laughs) is i went to i went to college with the very distinct idea to like all right i'm going to either start or take over a tv show and going Mm -hmm. and i'm going to make it like you know, uh, a sort of Letterman SNL hybrid situation. And I went and I uh, went to Ball State specifically because they have a good TV program. And uh, there was one show that like had a host. It wasn't a comedy show. They had one comedy segment that they legit called a bit of humor. And it was it was not good. And uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll just take that over. So I did. And like, I got, so I started hosting it my freshman year, then changed the whole thing over. And that's how I met like a bunch of people you guys know yeah. and that I still hang with. Like my wife was already on the show when I took it over. Oh, okay, yep. And John, John Daly, yeah. yeah, who I do podcasts with now mm-hmm. still, and he's a he's a professional writer now. But John Daly came on the next year, and yeah, we did like, and that was like my whole life in college. Like I've still never worked that hard, and like <laughs> there is a good connection because like things worked out for me real fast to a degree, and then. They haven't worked as well since. <laughs> and it's like, it's weird. When I worked the hardest, things worked. And uh, yeah. Interest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just assuming coincidence. But uh, yeah, that was like, did that, did like a late night talk show in college, basically. Yeah, I, I remember seeing like a, a bit of that. And it's, it was really funny. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> did, yeah. did, you, uh, did you start performing stand-up in college or... See, it's like not technically, but do you I, remember? Yeah, yeah, right. I do. We have it on tape, so yeah, I've seen. Um, but I, I did. Uh, we we ended up doing the show weekly for a live audience. Okay, and I, so I hosted like you know we would ultimately we're doing the show weekly. So I did like fifty five episodes of this late night talk show, and you know I was doing a monologue and doing desk pieces and stuff like that. So it wasn't specifically stand up, but right. also it was like. It was bigger crowds than like most New York shows are now. For sure, yeah. And it was a lot of like a lot of live performing that way. And like I, we were doing sketches and stuff that we'd film um, 
all the time too. So I, it's like, it wasn't technically stand up, but it's also like, it pretty much was like, right. I was, you know, I was performing as myself for crowds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> did you get, um, so you, uh, you finish in four years or did you hang around? I did little? finish in four years. Okay. Do I have a degree? I do not. But, oh. I, but Whoa. yeah, I know. I, I feel, I feel like the way I, I look, can't believe we booked you. I know. Yeah. No, this is a big, this seems like a big college degree crowd. Right. Uh, yeah. The, you just get well, on you pod. can turn off the microphone. <laughs> right, yeah. It's educational. Uh, yeah. Very highbrow. Right. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, I thought I graduated to my credit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, you didn't. I was like, well, I don't give a shit. And no one's going to be like, yeah, you worked at Letterman, but did you graduate? Right. Who gives a shit hey. at that point? You know? Wow. So, that's fucking fascinating. Yeah. Man. So that was your first job there. I I didn't know what your start was there. Did you, you did the, the page program too. I right? did. And you okay. guys both paged, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But that was it. That was all they gave us. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was all your Letterman. We got to do yeah. the full year though, but then they they're like, and uh, that's it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, man, I really, that's like, if, if I think about like what times, if I could time machine myself, right. like the page year was a really nice year. Oh, for, for me. sure. It was oh my so God. much fun. Like, yeah. You know, it didn't pay well, obviously. But no, it no. was like, what was it like 10 or 12? Yeah. An hour? Yeah. But like we met so many people who went on to do other things. Work right. on different shows. Who it's definitely the most like, fun job I've ever had. It's yeah. like it was. Uh, yeah, I think about it all the time. I'm like, man, everything sucked since then. Like, nothing <laughs> yeah. is, nothing yeah. is good anymore. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't, I don't know how much you guys have like talked about this on the podcast before, but like it's, it, you know, it's a part-time job in right. your early 20s. It's kind of a mini college. Oh my God, yeah. You that's know. what I described. It was like being in a fraternity and a sorority at the same time. Like that's yeah, what it was like. Yeah, just like 22 other people. Drunkos. Yes, yeah, who all want to do the same thing. I don't know how they attract, like, do they do a blood alcohol thing to get you in like, it's, yeah like, you have to be this drunk to work here like it was fucking fascinating yeah. and then all the security guys are drinking oh the security too. guys were not too fucking sambuca and their coffee all day yeah. i'm like and you guys have guns i think oh absolutely <laughs> i had yeah it was such a fun like showbiz adjacent right. thing right and like yeah you don't have to wake up early i mean no. some people would have to be like right. working multiple jobs to make it true work i yeah. guess but, um, you know, like a lot of days the shifts would start. You wouldn't have to get in there till like noon or right. so, noon, noon 30 or something, I, I think. And yeah, it's just like great to be with so, so many people in New York at the same time who do want to do what you want to do. Because like I interned at Letterman and that was like I was a summer intern, which I wouldn't have gotten if my wife had an intern first. And then, oh, okay. so they she did well. And then they started looking at the TV show we did. And oh. then we were a little little pipeline. Oh, that yeah, that's cool. But Jamie was the first one to get us in that way. Um, and But I was in the summer, which is apparently extremely competitive to a point I didn't realize. So it's like everyone, it's not even people who want to do this for a living. It's just people who have like famous relatives, right. you know, like, and I, I didn't find out, find that out till afterwards. But I would say like the page group was much more fun, you know, as opposed to like the other intern who sat at the desk I, I sat at is now now worked in like as a spokesman at the Trump White House. And like his dad was best friends with Rudy Giuliani. And that's how he got the job. And I'm like, what, why are you what, here? What? Yeah. what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> why? Like, you it's know? so bizarre. I ruined the last day. The last night we had uh, like a an intern party on my roof. And I fucking like I ruined the vibe. But it's not my fault because someone was like asking. Someone was like, but. I'm not going to do this for a living, but do you think I deserve to be here? And I was like, no. 
And they were like, well, and someone else was like, well, how about me? I'm like, no. But like, I was like, we're friends. That's fine. But no, I don't think you deserve to be here because you took someone's spot who could have actually used it as opposed to now just having like a fancy story to tell your rich friends in Aspen. Like, you, uh, know, yeah, like, you, you did not dick. need this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. You're a vibe ruiner, though. Oh, that's... I ruin that vibe. <laughs> Fuck it. I, I'll still do it. I don't, yeah. And I don't care. I won't even, I'll barely remember it. So, you know, who cares? So you uh, brought up the guy from Home Alone 2. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. so <laughs> you uh the guy you know, from the 80s yeah the guy from the yeah, 80s remember yeah. the, he did like the real estate stuff so um you 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 know you've been on television but you have a cousin who's also been on television before sure yeah do we want to open this box yeah we could do that all right yeah so like did you spend a lot of time with him like growing up or no. mike pence is who we're talking mike about pence, yeah, yeah. yeah my cousin it's not donald trump <laughs> no it is my cousin donald trump <laughs> yeah that would be uh, that would be more of a surprise right. they're both surprises but uh i think yeah so my my it's i think it's my first cousin first cousin twice removed because he's my grandma's first cousin and then right. you just go so even though he's like closer in age to like my mom and right. stuff like it's the removed is by generation right but it's a big irish catholic family so the ages you know are all crazy all over the place. yeah so <clears throat> i so i mean i've definitely been to like wakes and weddings with him and stuff and i thought we we thought that he was going to be at like my grandma's funeral um he wasn't he bailed uh, yeah as i say in the stand-up bit but it's like he was busy ruining something so <laughs> you know he he, he like was, he, but we thought he was going to be there then and like you know my wife and i've been together since college in indiana so like she's been aware of this connection since then yeah you know and uh yeah it's more like my aunts my mom and my aunts like they would all vacation together so they have a bunch of like photos from like you know, hanging out in Lake Geneva in Wisconsin, oh, yeah. like in the eighties and like in the seventies and eighties and with him? Yeah. Wow. I've got a shirtless picture of Mike Pence and my <laughs> oh, my, my we'll sell it on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My aunt my I, an aunt who I love very much, who is like, you know, kind of I think for nice reasons, but kind of a Mike Pence apologist for a while, not so much anymore. <laughs> um, but she was like, he was always very nice to me and she was giving me these photos when there was like there was someone was talking about doing like a documentary about the stuff and she was very hesitant for me to like give the shirtless mike pence photo like, <laughs> yeah. to be used officially i'm like this isn't like hot it's yeah. just like yeah. it's <laughs> like sometimes sometimes you men know? are shirtless yeah exactly. it's okay yeah. yeah this is i mean it probably is against whatever his insanely specific religion <laughs> is to be without a shirt in public because he used to be catholic it's not anymore and he's cagey about it he just but, made like, his own religion it's just like, <laughs> like some weirdly intense yeah. uh, christianity yeah but it's like vague yeah huh you know it's like he just took bits and pieces from different denominations mm -hmm. of christianity and just kind of pieced it together imagine. this yeah <laughs> yes this, this melting pot yes. of weirdness a cultural prison taking like the most <laughs> restrictive and sexist things from every he's part muslim too yeah. it's a damn <laughs> yeah. thing he's like there's a couple of things i agree women shouldn't drive you know uh yeah or vote <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah mike Pence, that would be the closest he could get to like some sort of cultural diversity within the fences but yeah so he's like this guy who like i was aware of i mean you know since forever and like because my my grandma uh, my mom's mom like her name was joan pence until she oh, got okay. married and uh like i but i knew all i knew was i knew he that we had this cousin who we saw at a couple like wakes and weddings and stuff and he ran for for uh congress 
in the late eighties and he like, it didn't work. It didn't work. So much. Like, I think he was like, it, it, uh, he had to give back campaign funds cause he's fucking crooked. Right. Like this is, you know, and then he was, uh, he described himself as like decaf rush Limbaugh. He, but we knew oh. he was like a radio guy in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right. Um, do you but, think he like legit believes in this stuff, or do you think it's just no. uh, okay? Just okay. Well, there you go. Hard answer there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, do, I mean, I think you know, I I, I think he found. A, I, I'm sure there's something about this religious stuff that really spoke to him, at least at one point, right? Okay. And I'm sure I, you know, I'm sure he believes some elements of this. Sure, but did like, anyone from like his office like after because your tiktok went like pretty it got pretty big yeah it went doing that bit yeah yeah it got like it it had like legit millions of of views i think it's like over four million uh like overall and like i'm i'm for sure like a lot of people uh think i'm a traitor so that's (laughs) fine uh yeah i mean like there were definitely people who were like pissed about it um but it's less than you i think less than you would think for like it's the not that of, vicious of a bit it's all i'm literally saying facts right 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 <laughs> like <laughs> so it's like it's not it's not there's not even like a ton of opinion in there i mean no. i do say he's i think he's i think i say he sucks right but like so i guess that's an opinion <laughs> but like everything else i'm just saying things he did and then de- that is on record and describing it so it's it's not you know there's just not a lot to argue with right. you know mm-hmm. like so i i do think there's certainly people who like, you know, who would send me hate comments and stuff like that. And, uh, but like, I think less than you would usually know, like death threats or anything. No, there's like, yeah. I mean, I, there were certainly some things about like, <laughs> there, there, you'll get the occasional comment that's like bringing up the second amendment, which I don't in the bit, but right. just like, come down here, we'll show you our second amendment. I'm like, I didn't mention that at all, but also, do you, are you saying you'll shoot me? Is that like, that's usually my question is like, I'll just write back, like, are you going to murder me? Is that your, I don't comment? need to travel to read the second amendment, no, by the way. I know I what it is. It up. Yeah. And it's always like this, or you're like, okay, I'll be on the road next summer. I'll come back. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, it's always like these pussy empty threats right, where right, yeah. I'm just like, what are you saying and they're like i'm not saying anything and i'm like well fucking say it gunman you know if you're like if you're gonna be a tough guy about it boy like look at me i don't even have a gun yeah i don't have a gun i'm a pussy yeah do you really want to go to prison for 20 years for For killing killing a guy for saying he has a cousin yeah nobody knows me do you have secret service protection because you're pence's cousin there should be yeah a real real trickle down Uh, but like I, it was funny that like Buzzfeed did like an article, uh, on me afterwards. And that was more like in the article, they were, they asked like, what would you say to him? And like, in that I went like, I suppose harder without being funny, you know? Um, but there, there were even people in the comments who commented like, this is a really shockingly positive BuzzFeed comment thread. <laughs> just like, there were people who were like, I thought this would be a clout chaser, but it's funny. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah. A great review. Yeah, for BuzzFeed, it's like, that's a five star. So I, and also it's like, I'm such an idiot. I've been, you guys know, I've been doing that bit since, you know, yeah, yeah. for four years. So yeah, yeah. I, but I wouldn't have even put it on. I didn't have TikTok until my record label was like, get TikTok. We strongly recommend it. And I'm such a terrible business person. That wasn't even the first bit I put up. I put up like, I think that was like the sixth bit I put on there and then it exploded. But um, 
I made no money. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't. I know. Also, it's like I happened to go super viral, like when stand up didn't exist. Right, so it's right, like right. I like capitalized the least yeah. out of all. I mean, like America's Got Talent hollered at me, and I told them, "I'm like, I don't think you want me. Like, <laughs> like what am I? It's like I. It's not that I wouldn't do it for like an episode, but I'm like, what am I going to go on there and be like, yeah, America's Got Talent isn't like, hey, you're a finalist th this this year is a leftist comedian. From, it's like they don't do that shit. It, you a know? man who has a cousin. Yeah, a man with a cousin. Yeah, we all have that. It is funny to watch like rip off my cousin is this political figure TikToks happen yeah, yeah. now though, which oh is which is funny. But um yeah, it, so no one no one like reached out. Like okay. he definitely knows who I am, but like, yeah, right. you know. Uh, but he's known that for like a long time because there was like a point in both of our lives where like, I was maybe more well known than he was. Sure. <laughs> you know, like when yeah. I was on TV and he was not like governor of Indiana yet. Yeah, right? you're performing on Letterman and he's yeah, you know, like just some and he's Indiana hating guy. Letterman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> hating Letterman. Another Indiana fella. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, and like true TV shit. That was all like before. Mm -hmm. He was really uh, on like the national scene in many ways. So. Yeah, how'd you wait? How'd you get the? How'd you get mixed up in the true TV? Yeah, you you did a lot of seasons of Ten. that show. Ten seasons. Wow. It's well, it's like we did. I mean, it's like cable seasons are weird because they're not like <laughs> they're not like how we think of other. You know, like you can have three seasons in a year. You know, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I did like two hundred episodes over the course of like six or seven years on world's dumbest and that was that was a page connection man it's like i'm sure like we all wow. feel like so many of the jobs i've got more jobs through connections from paging the nine months i page at Lerman than i have from like anything else yeah me too me too like pretty much every reality show or anything i've worked on has been because of some someone who was a former page and put me in touch with someone else. And Absolutely, it's, yeah, you don't even need LinkedIn. You just <laughs> no, page, no. and then that's it. You yeah. got it exactly. And there was this. There was like a friend of mine named uh, Brock Mahan who, uh, like he he was working for this True TV show. He was writing on it, and it started off. You know, it's like internet clips, and people pop up and make comments. But they it was just D list celebrities at mm -hmm. first. It was just like you know. Tanya Harding and Danny Bonaduce and uh Leif, <laughs> and you. Leif Garrett. Yeah. And then eventually me, they brought like Leif Garrett. Yeah, Leif Garrett and got fucking suspended because he had drugs delivered to the studio <laughs> oh. at once. And they're like, Man, you're here for like 45 minutes a month. Like, do it at home. Yeah, you can do the drugs. You just don't have them yeah. delivered. We know you do drugs. That's not the issue. But he like he did the first half, took a break, came back, and he was like sleeping. And they were like, oh geez. Oh, no. Uh he's he's still alive as of this recording i think he's so. though yeah he's not yeah he'll be the second one frank stallone already blocked me from that show so i'm building more rivalries but uh he yeah uh so they basically they were like okay if we're gonna have people pop up and say things maybe we should have some people who say things that are like intentionally funny so they booked i think the first three comics they had on and it was just us for a while was like me chelsea Breddy, and mike trainer oh, um oh, and yeah i like mike mike's great yeah, yeah, and he yeah. works at howard stern now yep, and that's right. um yeah so we popped on and that was like you know and then that was a very nice very nice yeah. run you know <laughs> on, on that thing was that after you had been on did the set on Letterman or no, that was, so I was on, uh, I started doing world's dumbest, I think 2008. So it was really, oh, I was wow. only like, it's like a year and a half or like a year and a half into doing stand up for real. I would wow, say at that man, point, like a year and a half or two. And then it was like, 
from 08 to 2014 was doing that. The Letterman set was in 2013. Okay. <clears throat> what all what all uh, jobs did you have at Letterman? And like, so you did the internship when? Intern was summer of 04. Okay. And then I started paging right after that. Freelance monologue writing, um, which is like literally pay yeah. per joke, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I was the music assistant. Oh, man. You asshole. Yeah. It's <laughs> a fucking dream job. It was wow, a really man. good job. That like, did, were you, bef- did you work with Dan Fetter or mm-hmm. were you before him? Yeah. I, so, uh, Dan Fetter basically was like Paul Schaefer's assistant. And mm-hmm. then also, uh, like, you know, coordinated everything that the CBS orchestra did, that the yeah. band did. And then if there was like guest musicians playing with the band, mm-hmm. like he'd also handle them. Um, so it wasn't like the, it wasn't usually the much dealing with like the band who was the guest that day, but it was like, you know, the the house band. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was, so I functioned as like Dan Fetter's assistant. Okay. So I was, it was basically like him. He was the main guy, great boss. And he's still like, he's, uh, has the same job for Colbert now. He's like the only guy on the whole Letterman staff who like stayed. Oh, really. cool. Besides a couple like crew guys, you know, like camera guys. Security guys. Are Security there too, dudes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I guess as far as like on the production side, it was pretty much him. Um, but yeah, man, like that job was like, you get an office. It's It was less than full time, which is, I mean, nice, except the only reason it's less than full time is so they don't have to give you health insurance. <laughs> so, uh, and I remember after I was there for a year, I was only there a little more than a year, but at the year mark, uh, Janice, the lady, like the head the HR H- lady, yeah, yeah. I remember her. she's, she's great, but she was like, okay, now that you've been here a year, uh, you can enroll in the 401k thing. And I was like, Janice, I need all of the $12 an hour you're giving me. I'm not going to roll some of that into my retirement. You know, and she's like, good, good point. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I just had to offer, you know, um, but the job itself. Yeah. It ruled. Like mm-hmm. you would pick the music intern, which I liked as the asshole who, who has strong opinions about who deserves to be here or not. Right. Yeah. So, you've been through the whole intern process at that show. Yes, exactly. So I, and, and knew how much it can like change your life and mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I was very invested in like, picking good interns and uh and then yeah you just like hang out with the band work with the band and and then so when i years many years later when i came back and did uh i I left that job for like a writing job at vh1 that didn't last long but just to like take a writing job Mm um i many years later when i got booked to do stand-up on the show and came back it was very nice because like the band was fucking psyched you know like the band like when i walked out like you know felicia's going nuts and just like (laughs) like they they were really it was really nice that they were so genuinely psyched to be like the guy (laughs) you know (laughs) this is the kid from seven years ago it's our boy you're like rudy man yeah and it's like we the music department had a great run except you're good at comedy (laughs) like rudy but like i get tackles like on the regular you know not, not in bowl games all the time but like you know regular i'm getting regular season stats just realize calling someone rudy not a nice thing <laughs> but, it's, but it's not the first time uh and yeah and we the guy who had the music assistant job right before me left to go be in a band full time and everyone's like good luck and the band was Dr. Dog so like he is in Dr. Dog still so they came back and played Letterman too so like two music assistants in a row came back got booked like, like as to performers. actually per- yeah perform that's so did Eddie book you no uh so Eddie Brill was the stand-up booker he's a longtime stand-up comic in New York and he was the stand-up booker at Letterman for many years and then he's he he was also the warm-up comic 
He stopped doing uh, the booking job. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was it wasn't a public thing. Yeah, it wasn't his idea. You can idea. look it up at home, kids. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And there was a bit of a noobsies in the times. And uh, so he stopped. And then they brought in, like, basically three other people took the, like, comprised the job of the stand-up booker. Yeah. Um, so it was, so the three of them and the main one, uh, was a woman named Carrie Wichelow, Carrie Belair now. Um, but she, she was the one who officially like booked me and like pitched me, like got me to audition and then, uh, pitched me to the producers and then the producers like see the set and then, uh, you get approved from there. Did any other pages, uh, perform stand up on Letterman? I know, uh. Some have been guests. Right, because Ben Schwartz ben, yeah. was a page right before me. Whoa, really? Yeah. We, like, I mean, it, I knew he was a page. I didn't realize it was like... Yeah, close. I just met... Like, he was, he was a page, like, when I was an intern and stuff. And, like, uh, my wife paged with him. Um, so, did you start, I guess, after college stand-up or...? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Hosted the show in college and then did those few letterman jobs and i wasn't doing stand-up during those so i think my first open mic oh it was in the city yeah oh okay mm -hmm. so first one was here is it the pl a place called the underground lounge at 103rd and west end mm. and uh yeah that was my first mic and i was very much like i was taking it so serious you know like rehearsing rehearsing it in mm. my room so it was like on five minutes you know and then you go see your first open mic and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I didn't yeah. have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I nobody actually cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's just like you're, you know, you show up and it's just like at a normal open mic in New York, easy 50% are just like insane people. Yeah. Right? yeah. You mm -hmm. know, and then there are comments. And those are the funny ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, dude, they ultimately, like my favorite, my, the person I think most warmly of from my open mic times, I mean, I made good friends, but also is just like a genuinely insane guy who was there, <laughs> who would have, he it was he was a very small man. He was at New York Comedy Club. He was there every time. He had a naval officer's hat. He would just have it sitting on the table till his name was called. And then he would put on the hat, walk to the stage. And before he said a word, take off the hat. And I was like, what's happening here? And he like never referenced it or anything. And he did the same five minutes verbatim every week. Wow. And at first I was like, fuck this guy. I'm trying to get up. I'm trying to take this seriously. And then eventually I'm like, he's the only guy I want to see. Right, 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 right. I just want to see him do the hits. The guy, yeah, he, he has an intro hat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like he's sitting in the audience. It's like, we see you not wearing it. <laughs> The hat, is, the hat bit. Love it. Oh, so, so, <laughs> it's up there with Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lowest energy prop bit you can do. <laughs> so what's your like, uh, you know, what what's your performing and writing like schedule? Are you do you have a strict one? Are you? Like, no. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should. It's like going back to the thing about like not working hard enough, I guess. But I yeah, I, I feel like with writing new stuff, I'm very much like. Uh, I'm streaky. I'm a streak shooter that okay. way. I think yeah. you know, like back uh, to basketball. Yeah, it's like I'll there's I feel like there's weeks where I'll, I'll drop forty on you, yeah, yeah. and then I'll go ice cold for a month. You know, <laughs> like where I and there's really not a ton of rhyme of rhyme or reason to it. I don't think like you know, just sometimes sometimes more stuff is coming to me than others, and it would be nice if I feel like it would be nice if I was more of someone who was like wake up. I'm writing new stuff noon to two, you know, yeah. or something, but I've just never had a lot of success doing that. It's tough. Cause like, you know, 
if you don't have it one week, that's just like, what, what's the point of trying to, you know, cause it's, it's not going to work. Yeah. And, yeah, and that, <laughs> that's, you can't force it. I, no, yeah. that's, and that's, that's absolutely, that, yeah, that's how I found it to be too. And like, I, you also need to have somewhere to work out the new stuff, right, you know? Right. And uh, so I think I'll do a decent amount of, I, I think when I'm on the road, I write more than when I'm not, which is not great really, but just, you know, when you're doing sets of like 45, 50 minutes, it's a lot easier to like do your normal stuff, make the crowd understand, like, you know what you're doing and then like fuck around and yeah. do, you know, and work new stuff in. So if I'm on the road, like doing a headline set, probably like five to 10 minutes of, of that set any week is going to be like new to like relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think since just my style is like talking like a person and like conversational, <laughs> like I, I have to like talk it out. I, t- I'll, I tend to like write the beats more than word for word. Yeah. I just kind of outline it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah. Were you doing a cruise show right before COVID? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. Oh, yeah. I have stuff to say about that. That was. Well, you were at the right place. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good it's... thing you didn't get stranded. <laughs> Man. Like... It was. Yeah. So I did. The first cruise show I ever did was December of, I guess, 2019. And, you know, that's none of us feel like, oh, man, I want to. I want to do cruise ships, man. Right. You know, like it's, it's not art, you know, um, you, it's a free cruise. So it's like that in theory could be good. You know, it could be good. I guess like a, if you're like single and looking to fuck, like yeah. then it's like a place. Although in the contract, it says don't fuck basically. Like you have to like sign that you won't sex up anybody on the boat. And, uh, then, but like also if you were could like take your girlfriend or your wife or even like take friends on the boat with you for a week if you could do that it would be cool but like my wife has a job right. so i was just like on this cruise depressed for like a week <laughs> but you get like three grand for like nothing you do two shows oh wow you know you basically do opening night and closing night and that's it and it's a big beautiful theater but like what i didn't realize and i only did two cruise and the cruises and then the third one I, I was scheduled to do was like I, I canceled because it was like big time COVID time, yeah, you know, yeah. and I canceled it and they were mad about it. And I'm like, you guys are going to like die. Everyone's <laughs> going to die. And then, of course, the boat guy canceled anyway. But um, the first time I was on, I didn't realize this, but like you do the big opening night show. It's like a twelve hundred seat theater. And uh, the problem is then you're just famous on the boat. <laughs> the rest of the time like your posters are like digitally everywhere so like where you're going to the gym or just like having a drink or whatever like everyone knows you now oh that yeah that seems a bit annoying and you can't escape them you're no. just trapped at sea yeah you just like if you're me you just like sit in your room and watch the irishman <laughs> like, <laughs> like on your ipad like drunk by yourself and like there were certain you know there's times where it's like i'm happy to talk to someone and have a drink everyone that's okay but uh the second boat i smartened up did my first show then i completely shaved for the first time in like years so i was like i'm going as incognito as i possibly can posted a photo and like multiple friends were like are you okay and i was like i'm not but not for this reason like for other reasons i'm not but uh this is just this is practical so people don't recognize me did um, you um did you want to write on another late night show after letterman 
I, I did and I do. Like, okay. I, I definitely do. I would. It's a job that I would be very interested in now. And then in hindsight, <laughs> like many things, I'm like, in hindsight, <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, I think I done <laughs> fucked up. Because I, I definitely could have, if that had been what I focused on, I for sure could have gotten a writing job at Letterman, like on staff. Um, but I was like very genuinely focused on like doing stand up for a job, you know, and in hindsight, I probably still could have done that while getting in with a very nice job. Um, but I, I like, I'm also glad I did that and that now, like, you know, that is how I make my living and I, you know, I headline consistently and. I know I can do that. So I think now, especially that I that I can do it now, it's something that I would actively like like to do because I do like that kind of television. Mm -hmm. I uh, thought that's what I wanted to do forever. Yeah, like try and like submitted packets, you know, and Mm -hmm. like then just talking to everyone I know who writes for those shows, I was like. Wow, you seem miserable. They are. Yeah, they're totally (laughs) miserable. Like, and I kind of, like, they weren't trying to dissuade me, you know? Right. Like, they were just, they were just talking about work, you know? Actually, I think they thought they were trying to convince me to go, you know, to do it, to keep trying to do it. But, like, (laughs) they were slowly convincing me not to do it. (laughs) You can just see right through their soul. Like, like, oh, "Oh, buddy. This seems terrible. Times are tough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because it is a thing where, like, Unless you truly believe in a real, like, from your soul way about, like, the host and the show and what you do, I think it would be tough when it's, like, that's, that's, like, your only or main thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And obviously the demands are huge, like, the huge hours on these shows and stuff, you know? Um, And certainly there's at least one show that I know that I have friends who write for and, like, writing monologue is just, like... It's insane. The amount that they have to write monologue is just like, this is, there's no way that this is like a productive way to do it. When you're writing monologue jokes from like morning to the show and like staying late at night, it's just like you, that kind of joke writing, you got, you got two hours in a day. You're not going to get much more. No, you know? I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night either. I mean, I feel like you're just 24 or seven. You're sitting there trying to come up with new topical jokes for the next day. Just right. it, seems, it seems nerve wracking. And yeah. then also like add to that, like how depressing the news is most of the time. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, that's what I could see like in their eyes, just like the despair yeah. and trying to make, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to make it funny, but right, not right. offend anyone. Yeah, right. Like just ugh. seem frazzled all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this doesn't seem healthy. I think you're gonna die. It's a yeah, it's a bummer of a place to like live mentally. I right, think right. you know, which is why I think doing it. And obviously, we have some friends who like are stand-ups who write yeah. in these jobs yeah. too. And I think that is a better way to come at it now. So I think I would be in a better place to do it now, where it's like I could focus on a writing job and then like still have my own shit. But, yeah, you're right. I you think know, that's, I think you have to do it that way. I don't think you can just write for one of those shows because I think it's way too depressing. Yeah, like, I, think it's, you, I think you have to perform. I think you have yeah, to. Yeah, you gotta perform. have that other outlet. Yeah, right. And like, yeah, it's it's depressing and like it's it can be limiting too, depending on like what kind of stuff. Like monologue joke writing, people who do it well, great. A really good joke joke can can absolutely pop me, but also it's like not a. It's sort of a. It can also feel like an empty calorie situation for me, where it's like, eh. I did the magic trick. Right, 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 right. right. You know, and it's gone. Set up punchline. I got it. Right. Like, I can do it, but, you know. 
Um, I know the ingredients. Yeah. I can put this together. I can slap together an omelet, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just your basic ass omelet. Ooh, there's a surprise in it. It's a, it's a punchline. What's a frog doing in here? Uh, yeah. So it's like I, I do I do have like a, a deep love for like that kind of TV, specifically like Dave and Conan is what I grew up same. with. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Same. Yeah. Yep, exact same. At high school, every night I watched Dave and Conan. Same. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yeah. how I went to bed for yeah, so long. Me too. And uh, yeah, and I loved it. And those those two dudes are like, have more to do with like the direction of my life than like my dad, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, those are probably like the top two dudes in yeah. terms of like decide, helping me figure out where to go with life. But um, yeah, I love it. But also it's, it is different if it's not like, if you don't like passionately believe in the specific show, I think. And the host. You know? yeah, and the host, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and we, you know, we probably all talk to people since we know people from Letterman, but I certainly know people who work there and then did work for one of the other late night shows. And then we're like, it's nowhere near, it's not close. Dave's yeah. a genius. Yeah, this yeah. is a job. There's, you know? yeah, there's yeah. no off position on the genius switch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. So big plugs for Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, yeah. check out David Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> He's and good. Conan O'Brien, <laughs> who my mom still pronounces Conan for some reason. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think that that's a very Chicago-esque uh, yeah, pronunciation. Chicago. Yeah. There you uh, go. Hello there, Conan. Yeah, there's a, only a couple of words that bring it. I feel like I have a relatively broadcastery accent, but if I say mom. Uh, oh, like, yeah, there it is. Mom, it comes out, and then like the word Chicago. Like yeah. I feel like Chicago mm. itself will like you know bring it out. Rank but. the rank the big cities: New York, Chicago, L.A. Yeah, I think he did it. <laughs> I think that's, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I think that, I think that's. I mean, because I love New York and Chicago are close to a number one for me. But like, I'm here in yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. New York's fucking great. I yeah. think I put L.A. second. You got LA second. Got I LA have second. LA as a distant third for me. Oh, I've got LA as a deep cut three behind, <laughs> behind uh, New uh, like New York and Chicago. There's a battle for one, but I'm giving it to New York for my own life right. for sure. Um, well, you just started another East Coast, West Coast rap. Ooh. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> on LA, coast man. to coast, baby. Yeah, I've been fighting with the Indiana coast with my family lately. So, yeah. Well, I think that's a good enough time to end it, I think. Great. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, here we go. Thanks so much for doing it, Kevin. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Please. Thank you for for having me. Always fun to hang out with you two. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. It was a lot of of fun. Yeah. All right. How how did you end it last time? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Kevin's gone now. That was a, I mean, I, again, like I said in the intro, I think probably the best podcast of all time. That was fascinating. I learned a lot about yeah. Kevin as well as myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we took a real real journey inward with you though. <laughs> Not with anybody else, just just you. Uh so if you if you like Kevin after having listened to this and and honestly how could you not? There'd be really there'd have to be something really god awful wrong with you if you didn't like him after listening to that. Uh, but if you like him, Google him. That's where you can find all his stuff. Uh, you can find his tour dates and uh, everything like that. Kevin McCaffrey, uh, great guy. 